Clearshore presents Why Companies and Government Do Innovation Theater Instead of Actual Innovation by Steve Blank October 15th, 2019 at steveblank.com The type of disruption most companies and government agencies are facing is a once-in-every-few-centuries event. Disruption today is more than just changes in technology or channel or competitors. It's all of them, all at once, and these forces are completely reshaping both commerce and defense. Today, as large organizations are facing continuous disruption, they've recognized that their existing strategy and organizational structures aren't nimble enough to access and mobilize the innovative talent and technology they need to meet these challenges. These organizations know they need to change, but often the result has been a form of organizational whack-a-mole, a futile effort at trying to swat every problem as they pop up without understanding their root cause. Ultimately, companies and government agencies need to stop doing this or they will fail. We can build a mindset, culture, and process to fix this, what I call an innovation doctrine. But first, we need to step back and recognize one of the problems. I just spent a few days with a large organization with a great history who, like most of their peers, is dealing with new and rapidly evolving external threats. However, their biggest obstacle is internal. What had previously been a strength, their great management processes, now holds back their ability to respond to new challenges. Once upon a time, every great organization was a scrappy startup willing to take risks. New ideas, new methods, new customers, targets, and mission. If they were a commercial company, they figured out product market fit, or if a government organization, it focused on solution mission fit. Over time, as these organizations got large, they built process. By process, I mean all the tools that allow companies and government to scale repeatable execution. HR processes, legal processes, financial processes, acquisition and contracting processes, security processes, product development and management processes, and types of organization forms, etc. All of these are great strategies and tools that business schools build and consulting firms help implement. Process is great when you live in a world where both the problem and solution are known. Process helps ensure that you can deliver solutions at scale without breaking other parts of the organization. These processes reduce risk to an overall organization, but each layer of process reduces the ability to be agile and lean and, most importantly, respond to new opportunities and threats. As companies and government agencies get larger, they start to value the importance of process over product. And by product, I mean the creation of new hardware, services, software, tools, operations, tradecraft, etc. People who manage processes are not the same people as those who create product. Product people are often messy, hate paperwork, and prefer to spend their time creating stuff rather than documenting it. Over time, as organizations grow, they become risk-averse. The process people dominate management, and the product people end up reporting to them. If the company is large enough, it will become a rent-seeker and look to the government and regulators as their first line of defense against innovative competition. They'll use government regulation and lawsuits to keep out new entrants and more innovative business models. 
The result of monopolistic behavior is that innovation in that sector dies until technology or consumer behavior passes them by. By then, the company has lost the ability to compete as an innovator. In government agencies, process versus product has gone further. Many agencies outsource product development to private contractors, leaving the government with mostly process people who write requirements and oversee acquisition, program management, and contracts. However, when the government is faced with new adversaries, new threats, or new problems, both the internal process people as well as the external contractors are loath to obsolete their own systems and develop radically new solutions. For the contractors, anything new offers the real risk of losing a lucrative existing stream of revenue. For the process people, the status quo is a known and comfortable space, and failure and risk-taking is considered career-retarding. Metrics are used to manage process rather than creation of new capabilities, outcomes, and speed to deployment. And if the contract and contractor are large enough, they put their thumb on the scale and use the political process and lobbying to maintain the status quo. The result is that legacy systems live on as an albatross and an impediment to making the country safer and more secure. A competitive environment should drive a company or government agency into new forms of organization that can rapidly respond to these new threats. Instead, most organizations look to create even more process. This typically plays out in three ways. One. Often the first plan from leadership for innovation is hiring management consultants who bring out their 20th century playbook. The consultants reorganize the company, surprise, often from a functional organization into a matrixed organization. The result is organizational theater. The reorg keeps everyone busy for a year, perhaps provides new focus for new regions or targets, but in the end, it is an inadequate response to the need for rapid innovation for product. Two, at the same time, companies and government agencies typically adopt innovation activities, hackathons, design thinking classes, innovation workshops, et al., that result in innovation theater. While these activities shape and build culture, they don't win wars, and they rarely deliver shippable, deployable product. And finally, three, companies and government agencies have realized that the processes and metrics they put in place to optimize execution, procurement, personnel, security, legal, etc., are obstacles to innovation. Efforts to reform and recast these are well-meaning, but without an overall innovation strategy, it's like building sandcastles on the beach. The result is process theater. For most large organizations, these reorgs, activities, and reforms don't increase revenue, profit, or market share for companies, nor does it keep our government agencies ahead of our adversaries. One can generously describe them as innovation dead ends. Today, companies and government agencies are not able to access and mobilize the innovative talent and technology they need to meet these challenges. The very processes that made them successful impede them. Organizational redesign innovation activities, and process reform need to be part of an overall plan. In sum, large organizations lack shared beliefs, 
validated principles, tactics, techniques, procedures, organization, budget, etc. to explain how and where innovation will be applied and its leadership to the rapid delivery of new product. We can build a mindset, culture, and process to fix this. More in future posts about Innovation Doctrine. Lessons Learned As companies and agencies get larger, they start to value the importance of process over the content. When disruption happens, no process or process manager in the world is going to save your company or government agency. It's going to take those product creators, but they have no organization, authority, budget, or resources. We can build a mindset, culture, and process to fix this, a shared set of beliefs and principles of how and where innovation will be used and rapidly delivered. Innovation Doctrine. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.